0: and to support us all to raise our children with more awareness, connection, and love. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Aware Parenting Stories podcast. Before we start today's show, I just want to share with you that the Aware Parenting and Natural Learning community that I run with Marion Rose will be starting on the 1st of February, 2023, and we invite you to come onto my website or to Marion's website, marionrose.net, to learn more about this community. The purpose of the community is to support people who are homeschooling and practicing aware parenting, to cultivate trust, to decondition ourselves from many of the things that make homeschooling stressful, and to bring more compassion and connection and joy to your homeschooling and aware parenting adventures. So we would love you to join the community if you feel called to. Please check the website for more details. Now let's get on with the show. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Aware Parenting Stories podcast. Today, I'm really happy to have Vivian Vista on the episode with me. She came and was interviewed in episode 15, and she's come back to talk to me again today about birth and birthdays and how we can support our children and ourselves to have a beautiful, connected and really delightful experience when it comes to birthdays, which is not always how it is. So thank you so much, Vivian, for making time to come back and talk to us again.
1: Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to be here with you. And it's such a pleasure to talk about this topic because it's something I'm quite passionate about and really love. Awesome.
0: So just briefly to introduce you, as I said, Vivian spoke in episode 15 really beautifully all about compassion and how to bring more compassion to ourselves and our children. So if you haven't already listened to that, I recommend you go back and have a listen. And if you have already listened to it, I invite you to listen again because there's so much lovely gems in there. But Vivian is an aware parenting instructor from the Netherlands who is currently living in Switzerland. She has a 12-year-old son and she loves supporting families to practice aware parenting with more compassion. She offers one-to-one sessions, online programs, and listening circles. So in this episode, we're going to be talking, as I said, all about birth and birthdays. And it's interesting when we bring the Aware Parenting lens to birthdays, we see how common it is for birthdays to be a time of significant feelings for us for our children, for the siblings of the child whose birthday it is, for everyone in the family, really. And so it's an interesting one to explore a bit more so that we can find ways to support ourselves and our children to have more enjoyable experiences on our birthday and to support us all to heal from the trauma that comes up for all of us around birth and days that we then celebrate our birth on in subsequent years. And I love that Vivian knows so much about this and she has some beautiful offerings that she will share at the end that she's put together to support families and mothers and fathers rather to be exploring more around their own birthdays and also how we can support our children with more awareness and more connection and more compassion around their birthday too. So we can share more of that as we go. So I thought we'd start the conversation by talking about our birth experiences. And I don't mean our experiences of giving birth to our children. I mean our own birth experiences. And often people don't know very much about their own births, but yet we do know from an aware parenting perspective what a powerful and often traumatic experience birth is for all of us. And often we can see as well how the birth experience does set up themes that that we see coming again and again throughout our life. So I'm just wondering, do you know much about your birth, Vivian? And do you have any reflections on, on how that experience was for you from what you do know about it and how
1: that has impacted in your life? Yes. First of all, I know what what my mom has told me about it and that I'm born... At home, it all went really fast. I'm the third child in the family. And so she had experience already with giving birth. And um, she woke up, I think, 7.30 in the morning. And one hour later, I was there even before the midwife was there. So it was just me and my mom and dad. So that's what I know from her. And so that was really easy, really fast. And I've also connected with parts of me that remember so connected with parts of me that, that remember certain things and certain things from being in the womb, during birth, after birth, um, the first few days as baby Vivian. Sometimes I have parts coming to the surface, especially around birthdays, that love to share their experience and be loved and hurt in, in what their experience was. And from these parts, it went all really fast like overwhelmingly fast. And I have a sense that I woke up too and I was kind of in the middle of it and um, being really overwhelmed by the, by the experience and the fastness of it and then coming out into this world, having all these feelings and, and without blaming my parents, huh, they did not know about aware parenting. They did not know that baby Vivian was having a lot of feelings about not only about the bird, but also something she experienced being in the womb and there was no place to go to with these feelings. So that's something that comes up for baby Vivian a lot too, that she comes out into this world and there's nobody to basically hold her in that what she experienced and her feelings about it. That's
0: so powerful, isn't it? Just to have that awareness, I think, is really extraordinary because we're often told that birth is is just about having a baby, and as long as you know, as long as everything goes okay and you have a, a beautiful live baby at the end of it, then everything's fine. But actually, it's a really, really intense experience for the mother and for the father, and for the mm-hmm. for the baby too. And I love what you're saying about how you are aware that as a result of of the way that you were born, whilst it was a home birth, which I understand is, is quite common in Holland, but in spite of the fact that it was a home birth and the fact that it was so fast was a really overwhelming experience for you. And you recognize those parts of you that come up and that keep coming up as you go through the years and have birthdays. And that, that feeling as well of having lots of feelings as a result of going through that experience and having nobody to hold them, nobody to hold mm. the space for you, nobody to listen to you. And and I, had a, I have a similar experience myself because I, I was born in the 70s. And of course, at that time, there was no understanding of attachment mm. or the needs for babies to be close to their parents. I was born in a hospital and my mother didn't, didn't breastfeed me. My mum said that when they came around in the hospitals bringing the food for the mothers, they brought the milk in bottles for the babies at the same time. And it was just delivered to your bed. It was just the expectation was that you would be bottle feeding. And of course, there are some times when you have to bottle feed your babies. I'm not I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with that. That's, of course, a choice or, or a circumstance that many, many people find themselves in. But just the fact that there was no consideration given to the fact that breastfeeding might be something that might be beneficial. And yes, as a result of all of those experiences, I know that there are lots of painful feelings that I would have had as a baby. And when I see how much my children have cried and processed to heal around from their own births, I, I can see how many feelings that I would have had as a baby that I, I never got to process and heal. So it, it's not surprising really that these things then come up on our birthdays and it's often a day of big feelings. So yeah, that's really helpful to have that understanding. Is there anything else you want to say about that, the themes and, and, and the, the things that come up for you around your birth?
1: Yeah, what I experienced too is that also around our birthdays, but with everything we're doing new, so with all new things we want to do, want to bring out into the world, these beliefs that we've started to believing in in the womb or because of our birth or the, the way we are received after being born. These, these come up and that's what I experience, and, as, and of course, also at birthdays, but also with showing yourself into the, in the world with every step that I want to show myself more into the world, these parts and feelings come up to be heard again. And and for my experience, also because there was no one to to hold, I felt really lonely and I thought I, I was alone with everything that would come up for me and um, and also because back in those days they didn't think of physical closeness being such an important need so most babies were put in a separate room to to sleep and for me that was the case too so every night I was brought into this room to (laughs) to sleep and there too I experienced over and over again I'm being left alone I'm being left alone there's no one here to hold me yeah, so I, I kind of got this belief that I need to do it all my own and that I'm not safe and my my true essence, my feelings that what I'm experiencing deep down inside, that what I'm feeling deep down inside is not safe. I, I can't share it. There's no one to hold that. There's So that has a major impact on, on my life. Yes.
0: Thank you for sharing that. It's really helpful, I think, for people to understand. As I said before, often we don't really appreciate just how big these experiences of birth and of early days, how significant those experiences are on us and, and continue to be in our lives as adults. And yeah, I, I was born, my parents were living in the Philippines at the time that I was born. My dad was working out there and uh, we had I had an older brother and they had nannies, to look after us, and and I know that yeah, you know, my parents and my brother used to go away on holiday sometimes in in the Philippines, and I would be left with the nanny at home because I don't know really why. I think it was just part of 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 the approach in those days. That's just how it was. And as you say, there wasn't an understanding about that need for closeness, and and I had a really beautiful relationship with my nanny. And then when I was just under two, we moved back to the UK, and and so there was then that that split. And again, I wasn't really aware of that until, you know, I became a young adult and and how significant that experience was, but so interesting to think how it, how it affects us ongoing in our lives, these experiences. Mm -hmm. And of course, that's why as aware parents, we want to hold our babies close. We want to be, you know, co-sleeping. We want to be where we can long-term breastfeeding. We want to be, you know, keeping them safe and close and cuddling. We want to have lots of skin-on-skin contact at, at birth. We want to be doing all of these beautiful things, to be creating the relationship and meeting their needs for attachment and all of those things. And it's it's, it's not always easy to do when we didn't receive that, but we can see how powerful it is when we offer that to our children.
1: Yeah, I, I have one thing coming to my mind that I want to add, to Joss, and you, you said it already, but I think it's just so important for Women to hear as well that even though your bird, your own bird, might seem like easy peasy walk in the park, it can still be traumatic for the one who's experiencing it. eh? Whether if it's you being born and everybody says, your mother says, the family members say eh, that it was such an easy bird and it was so beautiful, it can still be traumatic for the the baby who is being born, or the same with giving birth. Like, even though you might have a most wonderful birth according to the midwife according to people in your surrounding it can still be traumatic for you and that's i think something to to bring across that we we have our own feelings and experience about it no matter how other people judge our, our birth experience
0: yeah Absolutely. I'm, I'm really glad you said that. And it's interesting, isn't it, that when we see trauma from an aware parenting perspective, uh, after reading Aletha's recent book, Healing Your Traumatized Child, when we when we understand that trauma is really anything that our child perceives as being dangerous or, mm. or stressful or frightening or unsafe, we can understand how there would, of course, be uh, moments of trauma for us as as the person giving birth and for our children, for the one being born, because there it's inevitable that there will be moments in that process. Where their bodies and our bodies will be going into some kind of fight-flight, sort of hyper-aroused response, where we will be getting this sort of cascade of neurochemicals and, and hormones going on in our bodies uh, around stress. So, of course, it's a traumatic experience, e- even when it goes smoothly, in inverted commas. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, really a big, big process for all. And, of course, our birthday is the perfect time for all of those things to come up yes. for our attention. So, yeah. What what do you remember about your birthdays as a child and what comes up for you around that now in, in adulthood as you have this aware parenting lens to be seeing things through?
1: I'm just looking around. My It was my son's birthday not long ago, so we still have Decoration, there's still some birthday decoration hanging. So we did have that, but there was always some birthday decoration, which I think I loved. I'm not I've I've never connected really with parts like I have with my bird, like on birthday. So I, I because I'm looking at the decoration and it's something I love doing for Valentine. When it's his birthday, I love to decorate. So I imagine I loved that as a child. To have the decoration for me. But besides that, yeah, usually it were kind of normal days. You go to school and you have your treats. Eh? We used to bring treats to school. And, and now I'm thinking, is that actually even nice for a child? and uh, We used to bring treat, treats to school. And then we could go into every classroom to give the teacher the treat. And but now that I'm connecting with it, I'm kind of like, did I even enjoy that? Uh, So I've never, yeah, you're inspiring now, you are inspiring me now to connect more with these parts as as well, the child parts on my birthday, because I don't think I actually would have liked that to go into the classrooms to bring the teachers uh, a treat or to have them, we would have a card and they would all write their names on it. But yeah, I don't think that's actually very enjoyable for a child. So even on my birthday, there were still these have to, you have to go to school, you bring your treats, you have to go around to classes to collect <laughs> birthday messages from the teachers. And then you would come home and there would be visitors for you and you needed to be happy and you needed to show appreciation and gratefulness for the gifts they bring you. And even though you might receive gifts that you don't enjoy. So it is, it's still about performing it's still about being there for the others instead of being it your day what what is it that you would love to do on your birthday how would you love to celebrate your day and and what can we what can we do to celebrate your existence and how can we welcome welcome you in into this world so it's yeah Mm. it's still focused on others on what they expect you to do how i expect you to feel how they expect you to respond to the people that come to your birthday you need to be happy you need to be grateful yeah. Mm,
0: yeah it's so big it's just when i'm hearing you speak about that i'm just seeing so many unmet needs in there from for you and for all of us and i mean i yeah i had my i was at boarding school and i had my birthday at boarding school i don't think we even acknowledged the fact that it was a birthday at boarding school i don't think there was anything there was no celebration so yeah you can just see all of those unmet needs for for fun for celebration for for it being a special occasion for you where around choice and autonomy for how you wanted it to be around authenticity for being actually able to actually be and express who you are and how you're feeling and so many feelings then about the day, so many feelings of disappointment and and all of those have tos, like you're saying. And again, nowhere to express those feelings, nowhere to share <laughs> what was coming up and how how you're actually feeling and all of the disappointment and all of the stress around it. And and with this awareness then of, of all of the years, I mean, I'm, I'm 52 now, so it took me a really long time to, to work out what I really wanted for my birthday. But, you know, probably mm-hmm. for 35 years, I, I didn't really know i didn't really have any expectations i didn't even really know that i could have an opinion really about how i wanted my day to be and i love how how this awareness can then it can be so powerful then for us to be thinking about what what do we actually want how do we want to celebrate this day what's coming up for us that needs some love and attention how how do we want our day to be and and how can we make that happen and uh, you know that ties into lots of things around motherhood for for many mothers as well around actually taking some focus on yourself, about being putting your needs first and, and all of those things that can be really difficult for mothers. But I love that. And I know that your beautiful offering, and maybe we could talk about that a little bit now as well, because you've recently created this beautiful offering for mothers called Happy Birthday to Me around exactly this. And I know that in your beautiful offering, you have lots of invitations and lots of ideas and lots of reflections and lots of inspirations for people. But is there anything you'd like to say around this, around this topic about actually deliberately choosing to make the day what we would actually really most enjoy and that is most healing and helpful for us.
1: Yeah I think I would like to go a few steps back like how it grew and evolved for me. I think I had the advantage of moving away from my family at quite a young age to work in in Switzerland when I was 19 and after that I was away a lot I've been a few years in New Zealand and traveling and so I was out of of these expectations and habits that we that we have and when I think of my teenage years I never really enjoyed my birthdays I didn't really know what to do you kind of need to celebrate it but do I want to celebrate it because I'm not going to enjoy it anyway and so it was really difficult, but when I was away from my family, so I could choose what I wanted to do on my birthdays. I did the most beautiful things. I remember my my 25th birthday when I was in New Zealand and being so aware of being at my birthday, and want to make it a beautiful day to me, and it was such a beautiful birthday, it was so yummy, and I went to the beach and spent the whole day on my own. By my choice. And and I think it's kind of since so my early 20s that I started thinking about what is it that I want to do on my birthday? If I made it my day. What do I want to do on that day? What do I want to spend the day with? And when I became a family myself, I kind of probably unconsciously started to expect again that they would do that for me, that they would. Give me what I would need on my birthdays. And that did not happen. So it was a bit of a process, but to also, even though when I'm in a family, to still make it my day and what is it that I would love to do and take conscious time for parts and feelings that come up because I'm I'm aware now that they come up. So I take conscious time to be with them. I take lots of time to myself around my birthday. I I usually book in a, a session, a listening time session on my birthday, or in the past, I've done tarot card readings for myself on my birthday. And so last year, when it was my birthday, and I was having a very nourishing day, and yes, there were feelings coming to the surface, but I had my listening time, I had my journaling, I was including all the parts and feelings that come up around these days. And a beautiful day, I did something nice with my boy, we spent time outside and I've, I've spent time on my own. And then the idea came to... Offer to make an offer of this too. So it's inspired on all the things that I've done around and on my birthday, and many of the things I still do, on and around my birthday. And it has has some, a lot of self reflection questions in there to help you connect with with your time in the womb, your birth experience, the the first few days of being a newborn baby. So these questions are there to support you and help you with that too get in touch with these parts if they're not showing up by themselves already and sometimes they're just so there you don't need any self-reflection questions to to go there and there's an hour listening time included as well so you've got lots of listening space to share whatever comes up for you on your birthday and you have contact direct contact to me in messenger over these days if there's something coming up that's you do not need to be alone with this that I'm there for you holding the space for what comes up around your birthday so it is a very as a way of to connect with it more in a more conscious way and with that I have a an opportunity for more healing around, around your own birthing experience and around the beliefs that you acquired or that you took on in that time in that precious time of being in the womb and during birth and how you've been received and welcomed in in this world but it's um so yeah so there's reflection but there's not only reflection about the birth and being a baby but also about the last year and the coming year and where you sense you'll be ready for in the um, in the coming year so what 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 is it that you want and what are you sensing that you're ready for to actually have or what's what's where you would love to move towards to and reflecting on the past year and what's something I really enjoyed or is there something that I need to mourn still or or celebrate Um. so that's a part of it too and a part about becoming older and aging and self-care and and self-love so it's a whole package it's a whole bunch of flowers
0: <laughs> and
1: um and, and inspirations and ideas that I have done on my birthdays or the time around my birthdays to inspire you maybe you enjoy doing that too so there are some invitations too
0: beautiful it sounds so lovely Vivian and I think yeah it's so helpful for us to have these opportunities particularly when it's given to us in a sort of structured way to to get more conscious, to bring more curiosity to what's going on for us and what we really want, to, to offer ourselves compassion or to receive compassion from others or, or both, to to have that time as a, a good a moment to look back on the year and, and that we've had and then to look forward on the, the year that's coming and to, to actually reflect. It's kind of like New Year's Eve in, in that respect, isn't it, as a really helpful marker to be looking at our life. And then I love that you also include stuff around ageing because – Yeah, That's obviously a part of birthdays too, as as we get older and coming face to face with some of the realities of of getting older and feeling older, going through those stages. And I love that you brought in inspiration and ideas around self-care and self-love too. just sounds really beautiful. So thank you for sharing that. I'll put the links in and stuff at the end when, when we talk about that. So what about then our children? Because often our children's birth brings up lots of stuff for us. It has a lot of impact on them too, of course. And I think one of the things that's really helpful is for us to, again, make time to debrief and to talk through our birth experiences. I think that's really powerful. And and that's something that is really powerful to do again and again and again. Sometimes sometimes women don't talk about their birth at all, or sometimes they have like a a single debrief and it's like, okay, that's enough now. You've talked about it. Time to move on. But actually, it's a really profound and very significant moment in our lives. And it is a very traumatic experience. Even when it's beautiful, it's often still very challenging and so it's so helpful when we make time to to go back and to share those stories and and as our children get older to share the stories with them can be really powerful and and really beautiful as part of their healing from their trauma that they carry from the birth experience but what what are some of the things that you feel that you've reflected on that are really significant for parents around the birth of their children that you think are important for people to understand
1: I think the same thing is where we touched on before that even though you can have the most beautiful birth might have people envy your birth because it all sounds so beautiful for you for the mom itself it can still be a very intense and four parts in her a traumatic experience too first that's something what I experienced because I've got a it's kind of similar as with my birth experience, my birthing experience. I find it really interesting to see the links there too, the similarities of the, um, of the experiences. Because also with the birth of my son, I also found it going too fast. And I also, for parts of me, it, it find it going too fast and they were overwhelmed by the intensity of it. And, and then he was there and, and I had so many feelings about it and there was no one to hold me. Was known to hold me about all the feelings that I had about giving birth. So there are quite a few similarities. And I was two weeks early, my son was two weeks early. So that's something I find really interesting and would love to invite women to maybe have a look at two about the similarities of their experiences with their own birthing and mm. with their birth. And, and something that also comes to mind is to trust the timing and process of things. That sometimes we need some years ourselves to be willing or to have the space for certain parts and feelings to come up. Like that reminds me of I had my listening session with Joss when it was my son's birthday. and um and I was crying about about this. I was crying about these parts came to the service of feeling so incredibly overwhelmed by it all. And even though we had the most, for some people, we had the most beautiful bird and we were at home. It was not so fast as my own birthing experience. We, we, I think we had about seven hours, but I wasn't prepared for it. I wasn't ready yet. It, for parts in me went too fast. It was too overwhelming. I wasn't prepared for the intensity of it and the intensity of becoming a mom. And Yes, I have cried about my bird in the past. And yes, bits and pieces have come up and still bits and pieces come up. So this is what's come, what came up this year. And next year it might be a different aspect. So to also trust the timing that we might want to dig for certain parts and feelings, but they will come and show ourselves when and the timing is right and when we have the space to hold them or when we have the support mm. that helps us hold these patterns and feelings with us.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's so beautiful. And I love that you spoke about the similarities between our own birth experiences and then the births of our children and those experiences. And there, there are often similarities, aren't there? And my daughter was our second child and she was born on my birthday. And uh, yeah, we had this really beautiful home birth and it was really gorgeous, but it was, you know, the fact that she, she I was also the second child and the, the, the younger daughter uh, with an older brother rather. And yes, yeah, so it, it, and because it happened on the same day, it, it was a really yeah, it was a really interesting experience. It was a beautiful experience, but there was lots of stuff that then subsequently came up on birthdays around these themes and the connections with my connection with my mother and my daughter's connection with me and so on. So, yes, it's a really, really powerful thing. And I, I love that it's an ongoing thing and that each birthday, different mm. things, as you say, will come up potentially to be healed. And and I know that, you know, as I said, as we said at the beginning, like it's so common for there to be lots of feelings around birthdays, lots of feelings in us and lots of feelings in our children. And I always noticed as well, I remember having this realisation that, okay, birthdays is a time when the sibling whose birthday it isn't also has lots of feelings. Of course it is, because, you know, especially when it's the older sibling around the birth of their younger sibling. So yeah, it's just, it's a big time. And it's interesting because often we put so much pressure on ourselves in our culture to be, having these Mm. big celebrations with our children and really having a big day and making big parties and lots of cakes. And I used to, my husband and I used to stay up till the middle of the night making these beautiful birthday cakes that were a design in the design of whatever my children really loved most at that time in their lives. And yeah, it's bloody exhausting. (laughs) And And then as well as all the rest of the day the (laughs) next day. Yeah, so that's right. As well as all the pressure that, that we're putting on ourselves and all the feelings that are coming up too, it's inevitable that often birthdays are going to be a time of big feeling and overwhelm for everybody. So... Yeah, I love that you were sharing that. And of course, we can support our children with aware parenting in such a beautiful way to, to heal from their, their birth trauma and to 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 process the actual birth experience, and then to support them through the inevitable ups and downs and, and emotions of the actual birthday each time that they have a birthday. And um, we had some really beautiful moments where my son just spontaneously went into play to, to heal from his birth trauma. Uh, and my daughter too, we've done lots of stuff around around her birth trauma that she had and i know that yeah it's it's going to be a time where there's going to be lots of feelings coming up and so often it's a time where we you just make time to listen and i love it when like for example you were saying you were getting listening on that day for you and i think it's really really helpful for all of us to to spend some time either just before or or actually on the day getting some compassionate support for the inevitable bigness that is birthdays. So what about some of the things then you have as part of your reflections for mothers? You have this happy birthday to me, but you also have a happy birthday for your children offering that I presume is kind of part of the same thing. But it's about providing a framework and some inspiration and some compassionate ideas and inspired thoughts for people around their children's birthday. Do you want to talk through a little bit about, about that process and how the things that you put into that can support our children to to heal and to process and to build that connection and to understand things better around their birthdays? Mm-hmm
1: yeah so this this program comes in different parts there's a part for you for the mother there's a part if the father wants to be included there's a part for the father there's a part for the child and if there is a sibling or siblings there's also a part for the for the siblings and in the 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 you part so the um, becoming a mother part is is again there's self-reflection questions in there to connect in a conscious way with these parts and feelings that are that are still there um, to be loved and heard around the time that we were pregnant, around our giving birth experience, around the time when our child was very little in the, in the first few months of, of having being a newborn mom, basically. And also questions to help you connect with your needs around that day and what's to include the needs that you're having as well, because it's not only a special day for the child to raise his birthday, but it's also a memorable day for for you. That's the day that you became mother of of your child. And in for the part for the child, it's also divided in different topics, and it's it helps you to become more clear about your child's wishes and needs around their birthday. So, what would they like to do in the birthday? How would they like to acknowledge their birth, and how would they love to celebrate their birthdays? And there are in the in the mother part too. There are inspirations and ideas which are from the things that we have done in the years that Fantine is with us, and and a lot of things we are still doing. Like for example, we are having a birthday week because then there's not so much pressure on the day itself. We have we have a week where we can do the things that that he would love to do uh, on his birthday. Because sometimes you have all these ideas of, oh, I want to do this on my birthday, I want to do that on my birthday. But on the birthday itself, you, you're not up for that at all. The energy levels are not there. There might be other needs on the day itself. So that's why we have a birthday week. Then we can divide it over the week. And there's not so much pressure on the day itself. So that's something we love and it doesn't mean that we need to have big presents the whole week no it's it's um we have the decorations and this year for example i made i made seven envelopes with vouchers in there and but they, these were vouchers of real. We call it real play in in our family, the, the present time. But um, present time with your mom and dad, and you decide what you, what you want to do. Or there is a, a voucher in there for a back massage. He loves having his his back massage, so there's a voucher for a back massage. Or there's a voucher for playing his favorite game. So it, it doesn't need to be gifts in in a way of big gifts and big presents.
0: That's really lovely. What you've what you've described is really beautiful, Vivian. I really love that. It sounds like a a really beautiful way of taking stock in a way of you know, what you want to share with your child around their birth and around their birthday but also for your child to to reflect on what what they're enjoying most what they would like more of what they would like to be different in their life and, and it's a really empowering gift then for them as mm. well as as well as a celebration of of who they are and what what it means to you to have them in your family so it just sounds really yummy really really a loving and beautiful thing to be offering your child is there anything else that you want to say about that?
1: Yes. <laughs> um there are also questions in there for your child like for example what what does your child remember from the time in the womb or what does your child remember from from their birth experience and they might come up with stories we're not aware of because they actually remember or they might share with us what they know from us and if they don't know anything then we can invite them okay would you love to hear your your birding story um, and there are also play play ideas in there too that you can play with your child to reenact the time in the womb or to reenact the bird and coming into this world so that's included as well and some self-reflection questions around are you Happy with the family you're born in, and are you happy with the relationship with your with your mother and your father? And what's what's something you would love to see differently, or how do you notice that your mom loves you or your father loves you? Uh, And the same with the sibling. If that we don't have siblings, but if there would be siblings, question for the siblings too. Like, how do you feel about your brother, sister? being into this world too especially if it's an older sibling like how how do you feel and are you happy with the relationship and what are things you would sometimes like to do to him for example to also invite to invite that so it's a whole again a whole bunch of different flowers beautiful it sounds absolutely beautiful love it so yeah and it was so nice because you said something about how empowering empowering for the children that's also what I experienced with Fantine because I actually printed his version off like so that he has a real booklet and when I gave it to him he wanted to read it straight away from the beginning to the end and I, I kind of thought we can go through it slowly and, and but he, he sat there and he was reading it all and we've Set then before his birthday, we set them with the with the questions that are leading up towards the birthday. And yeah? what what is it that you would love? And he told me he doesn't write yet. He does type, but he doesn't write with with pen and paper. So I wrote it down for him, his wishes and his needs around the birthday. And even in his birthday week, he would get back to it and have a look what he what he wrote in there. And and yeah. And so we will also sit with the other questions. Oh yeah, and there's also some self reflection around what's memories about other birthdays or about the past year and what they would really love to experience in the coming year to have an idea about that too
0: so gorgeous (laughs) so so such a beautiful sense of connection from that. And, and I loved that something as well that you your children can enjoy in the moment, but then also in the future as well, they can keep it and they can go back and look back on it. And I'm sure it will be a really, really touching memento from their childhood too to have these things to look back on. So it's, it's so lovely. And again, it gives us the opportunity to be supporting our children to, to be healing from, from their birth trauma by having these conversations. So it's so, so powerful and yummy. So I'm wondering if we can finish the conversation by just offering some reflections for parents about birthdays and about things that they can focus on and think about in relation to birthdays that might be helpful to make their birthday and their children's birthdays more easy, more enjoyable, more connected, and more consciously what they actually want to be doing. And I think the first thing that I'd I'd love to invite people to do is just just to anticipate again, just to reiterate that you anticipate that there's going to be lots of feelings of overwhelm on the day. It's it's a big day for children and it's often a really big day for us. So but these things can all make make um birthdays easier. So I I'll, I'll just go through and, and some of the ones that I've got. And then if if you wanted to add some some of the ones from your your beautiful offering, Vivian, are you happy to do that? Yes. <laughs> so some reflections around sharing your birthing stories with our children and, and debriefing and, and offering them some opportunities for birthing play. Is that something that you've done in your life? Do you think that there are opportunities to bring that kind of play in? Is that something that your children might need and might enjoy? What are some of the experiences from the birth that were might have been traumatic or difficult for them? And can we bring attachment play to, to support them with that? again looking at like debriefing for us a lot what what was the birth like what did we wish for from the birth what 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 were we missing from the birth and, and what is still there for it, to get some tender love and care and compassion from ourselves or, f- or from our listening partners around that again if it's bringing up stuff from our childhood is there something from our birth or from their birth that that would like some loving listening to And then what's coming up for you around our children's birthdays? Are you feeling stressed and in anticipation of the day? And what what else is coming up for you? And, And can you find some listening for yourself? Can you reach out to a listening partner? Can you get your journal out? Can you be thinking about it? And sometimes it's about reflecting back into, as we've been talking today, like what birthdays were like for us yeah, what, what did we receive? What comes up for us in relation to the age that our child is now and our birthday at that age that might be wanting some love and some some listening? What did you wish for as a child? And can you offer that to yourself now? Uh, and what did your child need to say? What did your your inner you child need to say around their birthday? What did they need to receive? What unmet needs might be there for them around that? And then you can start thinking about your actual day. What What do you want the day to be like, what do you really care about? What do you value most? What do you need to be able to make this birthday a beautiful thing? Is it, are you putting pressure on yourself, or, or can you get free of some of that cultural conditioning around what birthdays should look like, and instead think about what you actually want, or, or what your child actually wants? Because maybe your child doesn't want a huge birthday party. Maybe that's not really their style. So, you know, just getting really clear about that can be helpful. And you know, can you take some small steps to to meet your needs so that you you have some capacity to be able to enjoy the day? Can you do some self care in the run up to the birthday? And get some listening again; that can also be helpful. And then I guess you know, thinking about the what what again, what you value for your children and what they value about their birthday, and. and Can you also take the moment, like Vivian's inviting you to do in her beautiful offering, to be to be giving yourself some compassion and some appreciation for all the gazillion things that you do in the year to support your child, to listen to their feelings, to connect with them with attachment play, all of those beautiful things. Uh, What else would you like to add to that list,
1: Vivian? I don't think I've got much to add to that list. I think you've covered it all so beautifully. What comes up for me to? say again even though you've said it already but to really normalize the big feelings that we can have around our birthdays and especially because in our culture we're still being shown this happy face how right? you need to have on your birthdays and birthdays are supposed to be nice and many people experience huge intense feelings around their birthdays and wonder if they're the only ones so no you're not it's so Human and normal to have that coming up around your birthday, and it's so of so much value to give yourself support with that around your birthday and your child's birthday, and to include everything that's there. And I think you mentioned this already too, but it's something that's coming to my mind to find ways to give yourself that and to give your your baby, your baby you. That's what you've longed for, and to give your child version of you that what she longed for in 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 your mind that can sometimes be very nurturing and and healing too
0: Mm, so beautiful so beautiful love it love it love it love it so where can people find out about you and your beautiful birthday offerings vivian
1: they can find me on facebook vivian feaster aware parenting and on Instagram as well, Vivian Fistel, are parenting. I don't have a website yet. Or they can write me a message in Messenger. Beautiful. So I'll put
0: all those details in the show description so that people know where to find you. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all of your beautiful wisdom around birth and birthdays and supporting families to make it a really beautiful and special and conscious and connected and compassionate and amazing day. And thank you so much for making time to come back and talk to us again. It's always, I love our conversations and it was so lovely to speak to you. Thank you, Vivian. Mm,
1: Thank you so much, Joss, for
0: having me. Sending lots of love to everybody. Thank you for joining me on Aware Parenting Stories. I hope you enjoyed this episode. To find out more, please visit my website www.awareparenting.com.au and follow me on social media at Aware Parenting with Joss. I wish you much connection and love on your parenting adventures.